you're listening to a Trav Market Media Network podcast. This is a pretty good choice if you ask me. Find more podcasts at travmarketmedia.com. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler. I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa, and today I am pleased to have a brand new guest on the podcast with me. Welcome, Cynthia Amin. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm not reading our script exactly as planned to make it a little more, you know, lively. Okay. But what I did want to do is to say thank you for responding for my call for new guests in November. And this will actually not air in November, but I am thankful that you wanted to participate with me because as much as I love my past guests, it's always good to have new perspectives and new stories to tell. So thank you for reaching out to me. I appreciate that. And I appreciate your inviting me on. Yeah. And if you are someone who thinks that, you know, that maybe you and I would interview well, there is a link in the bio of um, both this episode and also on Instagram, which is where I hang out the most. And it's a Calendly link where you can schedule 15 minutes to custom discuss potential episodes or just email me info at travelradiopodcast.com. All right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, if people want to follow along during the podcast, where can they connect with you online? Okay, I am on all of the popular social media platforms. I'm on Facebook at Colesville Travel. I'm on Instagram at Colesville Travel. I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn. Oh and gosh, of course, I have my website. <laughs> <laughs> so then, would you take a moment now to introduce yourself? Okay, my name is Cynthia Amin of Colesville Travel, and I'm located in Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay, wonderful. What do you do at Colesville Travel? Well, I am the owner. I've been in business 20 years, so I curate um, one-of-a-kind experiences for my clients. Awesome. I help busy professionals um, just just travel. Right. So we've got a lot of travel professionals that listen to this podcast as well as travelers on their own. And the, what I wanted to kind of talk about today is something that you're passionate about and that you've experienced several times and that you could help us walk through. Well, I won't introduce it. I'll let you introduce it. Cynthia, where are we going? What are we talking about today? Okay, today we are talking about India and how to how how to create your first trip to India and what to expect when you get there. Great. All right. So let's first get people excited um, by sharing a few stories on India. What is your single most vivid memory of, of your travels there? Okay, I have a lot of vivid memories of India because it's such an amazing country. But one thing I do think about when I think about India is that they were the kindest, most hospitable people. They were very welcoming when you walk into the hotels, they greet you. When you walk into the restaurants, they greet you. And and what I thought was amazing is when if you're in a hotel and you ask for something, if you call down to the front desk, they, they're there immediately. And you don't normally get that. Yeah, but I thought great. that was amazing. Now, what surprised you the most about India? What surprised me the most? I thought it was such a crowded city. 
Um, I always tell my clients that no one could ever prepare you for a trip to India. And it's like you have to embrace chaos. And what I mean by that is in India, you'll find endless traffic jams, crowded streets. Things are delayed. Um, you'll see in honking of horns, motorcycles, cars. It's just a lot of traffic. So I always tell people when they get there, they have to learn how to relax. Okay. And just go with the flow because if you go with the flow and you relax, um, you'll have a much better time. Right. And it, it's a traffic jam in India, but it's a way of life. And so you should just observe it. Let it be exactly. part of your trip. Exactly. All right, cool. It's all Take part it of in. the experience. Nice. Okay. So let's talk about the food right off the bat. What type, what types of dining experiences did you try? Was it all, you know, intentionally planned restaurant meals or did you get to try some street food too? Oh my goodness. Some people go to India just for the food. Um, I've had, I've been to North and South India and I've had food in both places. Um, they take their food very seriously in India and their food is just as diverse as, um, the culture. Okay. okay. So, um, like if you're in the North, um, you'll get like thick, creamy curries. But if you go to the South of India, um, the food is more with coconut and spicier. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and a lot of seafood and the seafood in the South because you, you go in down, um, by the water. So there's a lot of coconut and spices, a little bit spicier in the South. And if you're a vegetarian, there's a lot of Hindus there. So if you're a vegetarian, you'll have no problem, no problem eating there. Oh, this is interesting. I didn't realize, um, I didn't, I guess I just don't know enough about Indian food other than I like it. Yes, and it's that- delicious. Yeah, from the north to the south, there was that difference. Um, Big difference. Yes, mm-hmm. there is. Oh, that's good. As I mentioned to you previously, which I wasn't planning on talking about this, that we're going to have the Horse King on, and he is a food tour, or um, what does it want to say? He's a tour guide that does food tours in India. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that uh, maybe in January a little bit more. But that's um, that's good to know, that uh, a little preview of what's to come. So That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's move towards preparing for a trip to India. I mean, where do you even start? How about um, a time frame? How long do you recommend under normal pre-COVID life circumstances that hopefully we'll get back to soon that someone or some travel agent start to plan a trip to India? Well, I think a lot of mistakes that people make when they're planning to go to India is they're trying to cram too much into a trip. Um, I say seven to ten days is good, but I also recommend that um, um, if you don't have a lot of time, that you do the Golden Triangle. That's the most popular tour. And in the Golden Triangle, that's when you go to Delhi, Accra, and Jaipur. And if you start in Delhi, that's like a very historic site, and you see like the, the Red Fort and a lot of Lotus, te- the Lotus Temple and the India Gate and the Mughal Gardens and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I suggest that you go to Agra, and that's the Taj Mahal. I mean, you're not going to come home from India without seeing the Taj Mahal. Right. And then Jaipur, which is the pink city. And these are all the um, when you see when you hear these 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 cities. This is iconic India, and this is what everybody knows and sees and thinks about when they when they think about a trip to India. But I would say that spend your time in Delhi because that's where it has a lot of um, a lot of history and culture, and you'd really enjoy that. Awesome. Now, those are some really good tips as far as you know how long to be in the country. But what about you know how does someone need to plan in advance? Uh, you know. Um, like start booking things out, start working with a travel agent, uh, those sort of I things. Would, I would highly suggest doing everything in advance because a lot of times these, uh, especially during, um, with the situation, because 
Um, because of timing, getting to these destinations, you have to like book a private tour. Do you want to go with the group? Do you want to go with the bus? So it's always easy. I, it's always easy to have everything planned out in advance. That way, if you only have seven to 10 days, you're not going to waste any time. You know, you're going to be here this day, here that day. So you don't waste any time and you get to see everything you want to do and, um, you get a better price and you, you, you get, um, you know, you, you just have a better experience when you have everything planned out, knowing what you're going to do every day. So you, so you don't get up in the morning fumbling, like, what are we going to do today? What should we see? What will we do? When you get up in the morning, you know exactly what you're going to do and exactly what you're going to see. So I definitely recommend working with a travel advisor to get your trip all planned out before you go. Yeah. And I mean, how many months in advance should they be looking at this? I like to, I think it's a good idea, at least six months in advance. That way you not only can you save your trip, Okay, because when you go there, you're going to want to shop. You want to want to want to buy things. You may want to go to an, an, an expensive restaurant, you know. So I would say six months in advance. That way, not only are you planning your trip out, but you can also uh, budget, and you know, so you have a really good experience when you get there. Yeah, and I think that that's. I mean, I, people, there are there is a school of thinking about you know how to budget travel to these countries, but I think especially now as we're looking at travel and how economies are hurting from the lack yes. of tourism dollars that we're going to be guests in their country. We're going to essentially take advantage of that culture and experience the culture and that you should plan on spending money. Exactly. That, that's how we're helping them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and anybody who's traveled before knows that you always spend more money than you think. You know what I mean? Something always comes up. You know, you want to buy something, you want to take a taxi here, you want to have a nice dinner. Something always comes up that, that costs money. So yeah. it's always good to have more money and, you know, budget in advance for those unexpected things. Yeah, and I also think the tip to use a tour guide is is really fantastic. I mean, I just um, was listening to one of the other podcasts on the network, The Tin Lounge, and uh, Corrine was saying, well, you know, there are a lot of people who want to do it themselves, which is fine. I do a lot of things on myself, you know, when I'm not an expert in that region, even though I'm a travel agent, I'll book something on my own because I have some access behind the scenes that the mm-hmm. average traveler doesn't. But I do look for a tour guide because I've spent a lot of money to get to this destination. Exactly. I've taken my vacation days to do so. And I want to, I, you know, if you, you could walk around to every single placard and read it, but a lot of times when you have a tour guide, you have that local insight and they can just rattle it off in a more concise exactly, and more exactly. interesting way. Or if your children exactly. are with you, point out things mm-hmm. that aren't on those placards. Right. That, yeah. So I just feel like the tip to use a tour guide is really, is really good. But then also I've met people that pose as tour guides. Oh um, yeah. You could, you could find those yeah. <laughs> in India. You find a little bit of everything, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is comical, right? It's comical, but yeah, at the same is. time, Book someone who's certified through something or is recommended through someone so you're actually learning about the place. Exactly. <laughs> I know back in the day when I used to travel, I didn't do that, you know, but as I got older, I realized that, you know, I come home with such a better understanding of the country and the culture when I paid someone to, to take me and teach me. And you think you're saving money, but sometimes you end up spending more money. Um, and time, mm-hmm. I'm trying to do it on your own. So I highly, especially in a place like India, I highly recommend having someone show you and, and take you around. Yeah, and especially a place where you don't know the area and you might be, like, for example, when you're in Portugal, my son has, sometimes he needs, you know, he's not great at telling you when he needs to use the toilet until, like, it's time. Oh, and boy. so we just be out in, 
you know, I don't, Lisbon, and we'd say to our tour guide, hey, we need a bathroom now. And he'd exactly. just walk into the restaurant and he'd like, no, everyone. And mm-hmm. he'd say, no, you don't have to buy anything. Just go, just go. Exactly. But, but then he'd know the people. I'd say, well, what do they do that's good here? And then we'd buy whatever was good there. And exactly. through having to use, you know, the toilets, we actually ended up a little, with a little bit of a culinary tour also. So <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, let's, let's talk about, um, sorry, let's move into India being, um, quite hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a season that you would recommend traveling in? Well, the best time to go to India is between October to March, and that's when the weather is warm. It's, it's Well, it's always warm, like warm and sunny. But April, May, and June can be very, very hot. So you might want to avoid those months. December and January are a little bit cooler. So I would say the best time to go is normally between October to, Mar- to March. That would be a great time to go. Mm, good. I mean, that would be a cool alternative Christmas destination. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And yeah, you've got some built in time there. So maybe you don't have to take all of your, your, your leave time or whatever it is that you have, but you could, maybe you could even roll, you know, your, your paid time off onto your Christmas holiday if your company gives you extra time. Because if you're making the trip, spend the time. Exactly. You might as well take advantage of it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So mm-hmm. if you had a highlight reel of your must see and must do's, what would they be? Well, like I said before, I would definitely do a Golden Triangle, okay? And that's India's top three cities, Delhi, Agra, and Jaipur. And then Taj Mahal, and that's one of the seven wonders of the world. And that was the um, the, the mausoleum that was built by the emperor for his beloved wife. I would definitely do that. Um, and then Jaipur is the, is the pink city. And Delhi just has so much to see. There's so much history and culture there. Like I said, there's the India Gate, there's all the Lotus Temples, and the shopping is there. So you could definitely, if, if you only have like seven days to a week, I would definitely just take those three cities and just really spend a lot of time and, you know, and, and, and investigate those three cities if you, only, if you don't have any more time. Well, now that you've mentioned shopping, um, can you give us a sight, sounds, and like, you know, imaginary visual talk through of a visit to a market in India? Oh, my goodness. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. I, I never forget my trip to like, um, Chandy Chuck. Okay. Um, I went there on a rickshaw. That was probably a mistake because I didn't realize it was so far from my hotel. And, um, in the rickshaw on my way to the, to the shopping, <laughs> um, it's just massive stalls, massive people. Mm-hmm. And you can buy anything you want, jewelry, perfumes, clothes, love the goods, electronic, anything you could possibly think of mm. in these markets. And um, it's just a lot of people. I mean, there's people trying to get you to buy stuff. There's people trying to get you to come into their store. They're, like, begging you. You got the kids. I mean, <laughs> it's, massive, it's massive confusion. But let me tell you, it's, 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 a kind of, it's a kind of thing where that's all part of the experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you really, you, you just got to enjoy, soak it up, just hold your bag. You know what I mean? Just be careful. Just be Wear careful. crossbody, that's right. <laughs> sure. But it, it's just an amazing experience. Just the, the sights and sounds and the, the things to buy. I mean, things you wouldn't even think of. But it's it's very colorful. So what did you, know, you buy? It's just colorful. Oh my goodness! I bought jewelry. I bought clothes. I bought shawls. I, I'm looking at I'm looking at stuff in my uh, my office right now that I bought in India. A little <laughs> bit of everything. You know, I was there like like three or four times. I was I've been there, and I just shop. You know, and let me tell you this: 
they also have the high end shops. So it's not just it's not just these markets. They have a lot of very high end exclusive malls, especially in Delhi and, and Mumbai. Um, if you want like high end goods and expensive saris and stuff like that. So it's not all that little shit shit stuff. So, you know, it's a big difference between, you know, like the really upscale mode because they have them just like mm-hmm. we have here in the U.S. They have those upscale moles. Sure. And then, but, but the other ones is more, it's more fun. Yeah. I the, think so. Uh, much more fun in the market. Yeah. Excellent. So then, um, you know, as far as, so the, the size of the country, we've talked about the Golden Triangle and, and some regional things. Are there, are there regional options that you recommend to people? Because you could spend, this is the whole thing going back to having a tour guide. You could, you could waste time, precious time on the ground. So you could spend a lot of time commuting if you didn't plan this thing correctly. So do you have any tips there? Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, India is a very large country. So I do recommend, um, like three to four days in each, in each, um, in, in each part of the country. Um, and also, um, I, I recommend do not rush through it. Like when you go to you go to these cities, like spend some time investigating, but I will give you an experience that I had, which wasn't a good one at the time, but you know, okay, okay. I was, I was there. It was, my first trip there was with my brother and I think I read the train schedule wrong and we ended up, I thought the train was 12 hours. We were on the train for 24 hours. Oh my and goodness. Was, yeah. He wanted to kill me and we're, and it was, it was a train full of Indians, which that's okay. But, um, like locals though. Okay. They don't have like first class trains. Sure. So we thought it was just a 12 hour trip, which I could have, could have taken that, but we were on the train for 24 hours. He wanted to kill. I wanted to kill myself. Oh, we didn't man. have enough food and we weren't eating their food. Um, it was after we laughed about it after, but, and because they have a lot of inexpensive flights, but I just wasn't thinking. I just thought 12 hours on a train. I could do that, you know? Um, so that was a crazy experience. So I just recommend that, um, you know, j- just don't, 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 don't shove too much, too many cities into your trip and, um, be careful of the, the, the bus rides and the train ride. That's where, where I would recommend working with a travel agent because I did it myself and I'm a travel agent. I made that ton mistake. So it's, it can be done. You know, it's, it could easily, easily be a yeah, mistake. This is but, good. I mean, yeah. this is, well, first of all, I wouldn't hesitate to take the train because you get to see the countryside. Exactly. You're not driving. That's what I thought. You yeah, know? it's a good idea. You know, hypothetically, great idea. Yeah. But yeah. you know, now you know you need a specialist. Now I know. Now, now I know. you are. Yeah. So <laughs> you learned. <laughs> um, so then we talked about how long people should take already. So let's talk about advisories: what to wear or what not to wear. Okay, um, India is not a place where you really get dressed up unless you have an occasion or going to a wedding or something like that. So I think one of the most important things to think about, it's a very conservative country. Um, so I wouldn't like show bare shoulders or cleavage or short skirts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So for the ladies, I recommend like long flowing dresses or skirts that cover, you know, like to your calf and always bring a scarf. A scarf is... um. Uh, a scarf could be used for so many things. You can cover your head if you're going into a temple. You could wrap it around your shoulders. You could dress up a t-shirt. If it gets a little cool in the evening, and if you're in a restaurant and it's a little cool, you could wrap it around your shoulders. So always, always, always bring a scarf. And they, and the, and when you go there, there's so many stalls selling scarves. You're gonna come back with like ten of them. You know what I mean? 
they're, they're just maybe more because I bought a ton of them as souvenirs <laughs> also. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a great gift to bring back because they're so pretty and they're so colorful. They're all kinds of material. And they got very expensive ones also, the Pashimas. They're very, they can have some very, very expensive ones. And yeah, you that's can get the, the ones favorite. I would like. That's how yes. I had. I'm like, oh, I hate. Uh, sorry, my husband, but he indulges yes. me. <laughs> they got some beautiful, expensive wool ones, and they're more upscale. So then you can get the more inexpensive ones also that you just throw around and you know and um, use. And also, um, I recommend shoes. Make sure you have sturdy, comfortable walking shoes because um, the streets could have holes in them. The streets could be dirty. Um, cow dung and all kind of things on the street. So I, I definitely recommend um, sturdy shoes for so when you no you know. like open toed sandals. You'd be sad if you got some. Um, so no, I would. Like, I wouldn't really wear them if I was going walking around for a day of sightseeing. No, I would not have open toe shoes. Nope, <laughs> not yeah, at all. You don't want to have like cow puto. No oh, puto. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my. Okay. So then, how how about people with health concerns? Uh, are there any? You know, what what do you think about? Could they make this trip? What do you think? Sure, they can make the trip. There are no vaccine vaccinations required to get into India, but if you come in from like Africa or or another country like that, uh, infected area of Africa, you may need a yellow fever. But basically, there's no vaccinations required. Um, but um, some people like to take like a hepatitis hepatitis A or B. Or tetanus shot, but that's not mandatory, but some people just feel more comfortable um, having those shots when they go to places like this. So, But nothing is really required. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the world is changing. So, again, yes. I mean, you're, I say this often, I'll say it again, like your travel agent is, is right now during COVID times, your travel agent is learning so many things every day. It's like our sponge time. We're all soaking up stuff. I mean, they're going to know about these things. They're going to know about regulations, vaccination requirements. Yeah, get with a travel advisor. Um, I'm thinking about limitations like people with, you know, heart concerns. Because, I mean, how much walking will a person do? What do you, yeah, let's talk about that. Well, walking in India is is part of the entertainment, you know what I mean? (laughs) Because when you walk through the streets of India, there's so many things going on. There's so many people. There's so many sights and sounds and smells. You see food stalls. You see cows walking. You see people walking. You hear horns horns going off. I love Um, it when horns bark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, dogs walking horns. You know, you you just hear everything. Everything's going on around you. And that's when you're walking down the streets. And that's that's kind of part of the entertainment um mm. you see people begging and kids asking for money so you can walk i mean i i'm a walker so i like to walk i guess you don't have to you know you don't have to but that's all part of the fun and also one thing that's very challenging in india is trying to cross the streets okay oh, yeah mm-hmm. um I, yeah that's amazing because the cars are always coming and the streets are so busy it doesn't seem like there's ever a gap because there's so many cars and i remember my tour guide he would like get out there and like stop the traffic so we can cross you know, oh, wow. they, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So you have to learn to do it safely, and also you have to like watch the watch what the people do to get across the street because it's kind of kind of hard to get you know to cross the streets. And yes. also, um, one thing I suggest if you're walking around, if you know, if you if you're walking around town, is to always keep your wits about you. You know, I think no matter what you're doing, because there's so many things going on around you. There's so many people, mm-hmm. so many people and things and coming at you like the motorcycles and the cars that so always keep your wits about you. And that's why I always 
um, for a trip to India, I always suggest going with somebody. A lot of women I know they like to travel solo. But for me personally, I don't think it would ever be a place I would go alone. I'd always like to have, um, you know, somebody with me just, just in case because it is, you know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on there. There hmm. are a lot of okay. things. Good tips. So then people are always concerned about uh, water, drinking water. Were you concerned about the water at all? Definitely. If there's one thing you take away, do not drink the water, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, don't drink the water. I mean, if you're in a, a nice hotel, decent hotel, which I'm sure I, I would always put my clients in a nice hotel, of course they're going to have, like, the purifications and, and all, that, all of that stuff um, installed. But definitely sure. always have bottled water. Okay. And one thing I'll tell you too, if you, when you buy your bottled water, make sure you check the seal because there have been cases where they put water in and they've resealed it. So just make sure that you, you, you know, you, that, that seal pops correctly. So I would check that. Um, or you could carry purification tablets for your water or boil the water for a minute, depending on where you are. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm using a hotel, which I don't have that, you know, I just buy the water. Um, when you're brushing your teeth, be very careful. Rinse in your mouth. Don't don't drink the water. <laughs> when you're showering, make sure none gets in your mouth. And when you're washing your face and washing, just just be very careful about that. Mm. And also, I could say um, if you have a salad, make sure that's been rinsed properly. Like I said, most of the hotels that you're in are not going to, um, you know, um, you're not going to encounter stuff like this, like with the ice cubes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so but if you happen to go to like a local restaurant on the street or something like that just Just eat something cooked yeah something cooked there you go yeah or fruits that are that are fruits that have um like um apples or bananas that you could peel yep yep it's a a good idea so just be careful and diarrhea because if you do drink the water you can get diarrhea so you need to like bring some emodium and stuff like that because it does happen because you're eating spicy food you know you may get a little water you know, on something so always well, like, even all all cooking oils have different bacteria in them, and so you just it's something that your system's getting used to, and by the exactly. time you get used to it, you'll be leaving. So exactly, just be prepared. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what about um, money? How do people address money on the trip? Because in the markets, I imagine you're going to need cash, but if you want to go to those high end malls, you're probably going to want a card. And these days, you don't want to really touch cash anyway. So, how are you addressing that? Well, um, um, well, first of all, I would, I would go to the ATM and I would get, in the beginning, I'd get my rupees, okay? If I go to the local markets, I would get my rupees and I'd pay in rupees for that. But if I'm going to a high end mall, I would use my credit card opposed to my debit card, okay? Because with the credit card, you have more protection. And also, most cards nowadays, you don't pay that foreign transaction fee. So that's a good thing. Right. Um, but a debit card, I, I would go with the debit card. And also, when you take money out of the ATM, um, you get charged for that. It's like five or six dollars or something like that. So I wouldn't take it out every day. I would try and think how much money do I need and make sure you tell your bank because I did get in trouble once with my, with one of my cards. They sucked it up. Uh, <laughs> so I was minus, I was minus. Oh, it took my your card. card. Yes. Yes. Oh. Minus I was so, and I couldn't get the card back because what I didn't know is when they suck those cards, those cards don't go to the bank. They go someplace else. And they have to call like a service. They have to call a service to get the card. Yes. So that could delay you. So be very careful. Tell your bank what you're doing, and don't too many attempts. It will it will suck your card. Yes. Uh, so be very careful with that. Yeah. That I mean, we lived in England for three years. We've just come back to the states, but it would happen. We never had our cards sucked in, but they would get canceled all the time. And yeah. It's, 
Uh, yeah, and we were just like, our address says, it says that we're in the UK. You know that we live here. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be, you have to be careful with that. So then now let's talk about, um, like, with children on the street, as you've mentioned, there'll be children asking for money, um, begging for things. And it's, I mean, it's just in, in the life of, of, of India. Those children are there. They are hungry. They will need things and you will want to give it to them. So, and how, what's your advice for handling, handling, um, children selling things or, um, asking for money? Well, that's a big debate in India if you should give these kids money because they say when you give them money, it encourages them to keep begging. But it's kind of hard to see a child on the street hungry. And I mean, a couple rupees to us is nothing. You know what I think? I mean, that's, we're talking like five and 10 cents. So it's yeah. a big, big debate over there. Even my tour guy would say, don't give them money because once you give one kid money, you're going to have a, you're going to have like 10 kids coming to you. And I never forget when I was with my brother, it was, you know, he bought ice cream for some kids, and oh my goodness, we must have had fifty kids that came over to us. So we oh we gosh. just, I mean, it was so cheap that we like bought the, all the kids ice cream. I was cream. gonna say, I just be yeah. like ice cream for everyone. Like when do you stop? Yeah, I know that's exactly what it was like. Yeah, but um, it's 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 a big debate over there because they say it just encourages the children, and it's a big problem over there with the begging. Mm. You know, there's three thousand children live alone on the streets in Delhi alone. Oh. You know, but it, and they're all, and then you see the parents in the back of them holding a little baby, and you see the parents are sending these kids out to beg, and you feel bad because they may come, they may get beat if they don't come back with money. You know what I mean? So oh it's it's kind of hard not to give them money, but they say don't do it. But yeah, that's a tough situation. It's very tough. Oh my. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, how about experiences interacting with local people aside from, you know, maybe these children? Did you make any friends where you were there? Oh, and- yeah, I made a lot of friends. The people were, like, so friendly. Matter of fact, I'm still in touch with, like, all my tour guides over there. I mean, you know, with Facebook and Instagram, you can keep in touch with people so easily nowadays mm. and WhatsApp. So, yeah, and a lot of them speak English, so that's never been a problem. But they were just, like, so friendly people. And they, they really, like, take you around and do little extra things for you. Like, they take you to the places, like, even even if you – Book the tour in advance, and if you make friends with your tour guides, they will take you to like the little local spots yeah. and do things that um you know that are that are, that are not on your tour, but they will take you to experience little things that um that normally you would not you know Does more it just show you, like just be nice people exactly just be nice and you get so much more of being nice and friendly mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah I just. Um, Rude tourists. I mean, whether they're in my home, oh. hometown or whether in another country, like just be nice. It's mm-hmm. easy. It's easy. Okay. So then, um, what are we missing? Let's make sure to include all the elements you think travelers and travel professionals planning travel to India might need to know. What do you think that I've I've missed here? Okay, um, India is such a large country, and we really didn't have a chance to talk about the other the other cities. Oh, I wanted to say well, you do need a visa for India, and it's, and you can get it electronically, so that's 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 a good thing. But okay. I did want to uh, mention a couple cities that I think are really worth exploring. Yeah, and that's Ramsey, which is which is amazing because that's where the Ganges River is, and the Ganges River is a very sacred and holy river, and that's where a lot of the Indians go to make their pilgrimage. That was one of my most exciting places that I went because I'm like really into that kind of stuff. I, I love, mm. I love that kind of cultural stuff. That was an amazing day. Um, Kerala, um, that is called well, like, wait, let's, own- let's talk about it. Why was it so amazing? 
because um, there's so much history and culture there and you see all the people in the river, you see them on the boats and you see like the bodies that they're burying people oh and there's a crematorium there and you just see, you, you see the, them burning the bodies and throwing the flowers in the river and you see people bathing in there and then you see the, 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 the gats where the people overlooking it. it. It was just, it was to me, it was just like so... I don't know. I just really like that cultural type stuff when I go away. Mm-hmm. It's not for, it's not for everybody now, <laughs> you know, so I would definitely um, I would definitely, um, you know, qualify my client for an experience like that. But um, it to me, it was just like it was so, just so amazing. Is there a way to observe it without being like a spectacle? Because you're yeah. it seems like you're observing some pretty intimate moments yes you are you could you could stand back you could like just stay on the sidelines i mean i was like right up in it (laughs) but um you can stay my brother i think i was closer than my brother but my brother's like go ahead you you go up there um but i was i was like right there it was it's me then we took a boat we took a boat into the into the river you don't have to do that but you can get on a get on a boat and go and sail into the river and, and really really get to see stuff oh my okay yeah so sorry, tell I, I interrupted you. What's your next city? Oh, uh, uh, Kerala. Okay. Um, now, now this would be a great addition if you do do the, the golden triangle and then you go here because this is where you could relax, see mm. the beauty of India. Ayurvedic uh, retreats are usually attached to the hotels where you can get all these spa treatments. Okay. Um, yes. The houseboat. You can spend a night on a houseboat, which is amazing. Um, then you see the animals. The uh, a lot of people go there to do bird watching. Okay. You see wildlife. Yes, they have tea plantations, spice plantations, and the food is amazing. This is where you get more of the spicy food, the seafood, and um, coconuts. So big on coconuts and okay. coconut in the food, and you can just go there and relax. And beautiful resorts with the greenery, beaches, and everything is in this area. So this is a nice relaxation place where people go to relax. Okay, good to know. Anywhere and one else? more country, uh, one more city. I want to talk about Mumbai for a second. Okay. Um, that's like, the, that's the uh, cultural and historical part of India. That's where you see um, um, a lot of museums, upscale shopping also, in addition to the market. And they have a market there called the um, the Thieves Market. It used to be called the Noisy Market, but the British came in and they couldn't say it. So they called it like the Thieves Market. And that's another British. place. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Yeah, when they all the shopping and stuff like that, so that's great. Oh, and um, if you know about saw the movie Slumdog Millionaire, this is where it was filmed. So you okay. could do a slum. Yeah, you can go to take a tour of the slums, and um, that was amazing. I don't know if I would do it nowadays, but um, it was it was amazing. And one more thing, Bollywood. Bollywood is amazing. India cranks out thousands of movies a year, and mm-hmm. um, so if you went to Mumbai. Um, I would definitely do a, um, a, um, a Bollywood tour and go to a dance show because dance is a very big part of the Indian culture. Mm-hmm. And um, I would definitely take that in also. I was invited to an Indian wedding when I was 19. and oh, nice. I, in India, um, the gal that I worked with, actually her parents were, had arranged a, a marriage for her. And mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go. And I oh, don't oh. think that I even understood what I was saying no to. Yeah, but, really. Yeah, that's. I. I mean, I would. Sometime in my life, I hope that someone invites me to mm-hmm. a, a celebration. I think it would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, but tell me about the slums a little bit. What What was that like? Um, I imagine it would be a little overwhelming. 
the, the what was that? The, the experience that you took when you had the tour of the slums. Oh, the slums. Oh, my goodness. Um, like I say to everybody again and again, no one could ever prepare you for a trip to India. Okay. Mumbai was the most crowded city. You just walk through. It's like tenements. Yep. Um, and you're walking on like little tiny, like a little tiny alley, right? And in this alley, you see people's homes and you see people just sitting inside. You see like babies and even see some animals in there and the sights and the sounds and the stores. It's a whole city. It's a city inside of there. It's not just people living. Um, it's like the largest slum in, in Asia. You know what I mean? And you just mm. walk through it and, um, you know, it's just they have schools in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's just the way the people live. It's just the way they live. Oops, sorry. I just had my timer go off. Got to send the neighbor girl home because mm-hmm. we are, you know, very integrated with our work life um, situation mm-hmm. here right now. The kids are all doing virtual school. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry for that timer. It's okay. Um, so then, you know, if um, if People wanted to plan a trip. Um, are you taking clients at this time? Well, yeah, I do take clients. I mean, right now may not be the best time to travel. That's a personal decision that people make. But I always tell everyone that trip planning is not canceled, okay? Uh, we've been home for almost a year now, and um, people are wanting to get out there. So if anyone wants to travel to India or anywhere else, um, I will certainly help you do that. But, yes, I do take trip planning is not canceled. We could definitely get you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> sure. And, I mean, we're recording on November 24th, but when this airs, so much will have changed in the world. Yes. So maybe, who knows, who knows. But, yeah, trip planning is not canceled. That's a great way to say mm-hmm. it, especially when you're planning so far out for such exactly. a trip. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's great. So then um, are you open to brainstorming with other travel agents if they, you know, they have a client that they've sold or planned another trip for, but then, you know, now they want to do India and they need a resource. Are you willing to point them to resources or email back and forth? Oh, sure. I could certainly help uh, help, help other um, agents. I've been in business over 20 years, so I'm very well-traveled. You know, I'm, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, and I also operate as a host agency, so if any, any agents are looking for a home, I could certainly help them that way. But, yeah, I, I'm willing to help help anybody that gives me a call. That's no problem at all. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good resource. I hope people take you up on it. Sure. Okay, so then let's say one more time how people can contact you. Okay, uh, my phone number, you can call me at 301-989-1654, or you could email me at cindy at com, and of course my website is colesvilletravel.com. Great. And I'm on all social media channels, so you can always find me that way. Yeah, you are. You're busy. Mm-hmm. You are. Yes. Cool. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time. Okay, well, I'm glad that you had me on, and I hope I um, inspired people to travel to India, and I hope they gave them a good idea of what to expect if they do decide to travel to India. Yeah, there were some really good nuggets in there. I, you know, I'm glad we talked about the slums and Mumbai, and especially about uh, is it the Ganges River, Ganges? How do you say it actually? Ganges. Ganges. I'm glad we mm-hmm. talked about that. That's that was that was insightful. So thanks for your sharing your experience. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yes. Thank you for listening to Travel Radio Podcast. I am your host, Megan Chapa. And if you like the podcast, of course, we suggest that you subscribe and review the podcast. It helps it be found by other people. All right. This is Megan Chapa saying have a great day and goodbye. 
This is a Trav Market Media Podcast. Discover more travel industry-oriented podcasts at travmarketmedia.com and be sure to subscribe.